0: The books they write, the laws they make, and the history behind them all. That's how we kick off this first time we spend together. Hey, it's EDB for this day 28 of month 8, 2023. History, policy, and literature. Shall we get to it, to it? Ah. Artificial love. We just make it up Cause reality Will never be good enough And even if it was We just mess it up So we're here Kicking off the year All you freshmans, Why do they call it freshmans? Why can't it? I mean is fresh women not a thing? Actually now that I think about it I, Now that I heard it out loud Fresh women don't really sound too good Ugh Nonetheless, we're here kicking off literature, our introduction to literature. Now, you're probably wondering what the college definition of literature is. It, 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 you know what? I'm wondering that, too. How about we go in and find that, if you don't mind? Let's just uh Open up the uh, ODU website and see how they're defining introduction to literature. According to them, again, this is Old Dominion University here in Norfolk. This course introduces students to a broad range of literary forms, including poetry, fiction and drama exposing students to a diverse range of writers across race, gender, sexuality, nationality, and time periods. As students engage with the readings, they will develop skills in literary interpretation, analysis, and critical evaluation. That is what ODU here in Norfolk wants you to glean from literature. And I think that is a great way to start with this uh, uh, book that I have acquired. I met this guy, Mr. Daniel V. Mirror, when I was, uh, I went out to lunch with my brother. I never forget it It was on Granby street. We went to hell's kitchen over there and he was uh, selling these books in the corner. And he needed some cash money because you know, he we won't, we won't cash app and and all that stuff back then. And so uh my brother went around the corner, God bless his heart, and found an ATM machine so that he could uh, uh we could buy this man's book which he signed for me. It was so very special. And uh yeah, and I've been talking about reading this book for some time now. But you know I had that issue with the with my, with my reading, you know that cocksucker from uh, elementary school who stripped me of my, gave me reading PSD. Uh, PTSD, actually it's more like PTS. They don't like the disorder on there. Wasn't it George Bush was trying to remove that disorder piece from that? He wrote that in a book too about that. I think it was in his book, Decision Points. We might have to check that out sometime. Nonetheless, This book was something that was interesting to me, but it wasn't really, it wasn't until I got in it that I realized how interested I was. For those of you who do not know, who do not have access to this, who uh, have not found this book, it's on Amazon and Apple Books and all those different places you can definitely find it. But this book is a recant, a recall of a gentleman by the name of Ken Verer, who uh, found himself in the bush of Africa, in the Liberian jungle, trying to navigate through the the uh, the Congo or the, uh, well, I, I guess it's the bush. He has. We're going to look at what led him to Africa, what he is dealing in Africa, and and how he survives it. What, what is his outcome? What is his vision? Uh, I am going to take this book. And what I would like for us to do is, I would like for us, since we have about 50 minutes uh, in this aisle, I would like for us to take 50 minutes of this just to sit down and uh, read it. No more, no less. 50 minutes. And if you could, inside of that 50 minutes, also give you some time to take notes, to process, to think through what you have heard and what you what you're gleaning from this. That's what I'm hoping for. I would like for us to go. If I can, I'm going to open the uh, the book and go to the. The first few parts of it. Now, here, here's something else that I would like to submit to you for consideration. Buy the audio book. I know you might say, uh, look here, EDB. That's going to be very responsive for me to buy the audio book and the regular book. I, I, I get it. But I promise you, for all of us literary challenge people, you will find... If you get yourself that audio book, ah, this reading is gonna become so, so magical. So get you the audio book, 50 minutes of this. Let me go and and see if there's any part uh, of this first half that we want to uh, deal in. Uh, This book is rugged, riveting, Packed with exotic adventure and attitude, Mirrors Dung Beetles is non stop entertainment. This is from Douglas Roger, author of The Last Resort. Uh, let me see. With a gift for portraying dialect, character quirks, and intricacies of combating salient details of his youthful adventures with fictional flights of fantasy, mirrors flies readers on the soaring literary saga that will leave them clamoring for a sequel. That's from Kate Robinson. She's saying, look, you're going to want to know more after this. Ah, I'm so... Let's talk about, first of all, what a dung beetle is. A dung beetle are beetles that feed partly or exclusively on feces. They look like little roaches to be honest with you. But a dung beetle can bury dung 250 times heavier than itself in one night. Many dung beetles known as roilers or rollers or rowlers roll dung Into round balls, which are used as food source, as a food source or breeding chamber. So basically they roll up shit and then they just lay their eggs in it. (laughs) It, You talk. We'll talk about that when we get into the book. Uh, Other known as tunnelers bury the dung wherever they find it. A third group, the dwellers, neither roll nor borrow. They simply live in shit. Mm. Dung beetles are currently the only known non-human animal to navigate and orient themselves using the Milky Way. This was by Wikipedia. So we have about 36 chapters that we're going to get through here. Um, We're going to take these. About so let me let me go here to the to the thing and tell you what we're going to do For Wednesday Because I'm so excited to get into this book So between now and Wednesday we're going to read Chapters one and two We're going to cover that on Wednesday We're going to we're going to we're going to (sighs) hear I'm so excited we're going to talk about, again, we're, we're, mm, I'm trying not to spoil this for you because whew, what I would like to suggest, if you don't mind, we're going to study chapters one and two, but if you are like my aunt, if you one of those people who can get through a book in like two hours, then just go just go nonstop go until you fall but only note that we're going to cover one and two we're going to talk about ishmael we're going to talk about uh kickoff we we're, we're kind of introducing uh ken Ver, getting a little background to what's going on try to figure out what's in his head and then we're going to start off in this african journey that he's on So that's what we're setting up for on Wednesday. All right. Chapters one and two, which is going to be uh, Ishmael and what's the other one? Uh, Let me see here. I was looking at it right there. Ishmael and Africa is where we're going to begin on Wednesday. All right. Dung beetles of Liberia. Get that book wherever your books are sold and be ready. For Wednesday. God, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about reading again. Take that, you cocksucking bastard. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to leave that lady alone. She's dead now. Oh, Artificial love. Artificial love. you're like me then you have been so excited to get started in your educational pursuits or maybe you're just a person who is just out there you're just looking at life you just got the kids off to school and and i don't i don't i don't know i I really don't know where you are i'm i'm trying to figure out how to to make you sound like I'm feeling. It's four o'clock in the morning. I am exhausted. And I'm thinking about all these different things that we're looking at and I'm getting excited, but at the same time, I'm exhausted. And then I think about politics. And that's for the, I think truthfully, uh, Maybe that's why I'm exhausted because politics in our culture is so convoluted. Politics in our culture is so just ugh, that for the most part, people don't really understand. I, I And I say that very loosely because I don't know people, um, but I can tell you personally, that I have found myself in arguments with uh, humans, folks that I come in contact with. And the basis of the argument has always been their view on politics, what they see on the news. And they think based upon the 30 second soundbite or whatever the the media is telling them whatever the news anchor is saying that they know exactly what's going on that they understand now to some degree they do they understand the politics of whatever subject matter there is right now it's the ukraine issue it's uh putin it's donald trump and his indictments they, all of these things politically tells one story but policy wise they tell something completely different and the the grand thing or the difference i argue between donald trump and a joe biden is Joe Biden is so busy focused on policy he is so busy trying to navigate the day-to-day operations of moving a country forward that it seems specific, it, it just it can appear I mean and it can appear very clear that he's out of touch because again, what is he up against he's up against. Hubla. He's up against loudmouths. He's up against people who are making bombastic statements that are politically driven and not policy driven. I'm not going to confuse you with all the policies that's going on today. That 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 is just too much to try to discuss in one sentence. But here is where we're going to break down. And our first time together, we're going to look and will we get past most of this or all of this maybe maybe not one thing i think that we can argue or at least i am willing to argue is that in this thing called life class there are multiple layers to policy and to some degree you do not cover all it's just no way in a 16 or 10, or even in two 16 week opera, you just can't get through all of it. But there's a new piece of business that's going around here. It's called Bidenomics. Now here's something that is fascinating that looking back on history, we can kind of go back to Obamacare. When Obamacare first came out, it was very polarizing. Either the left, who was uh, mostly Obamacare supporters, were just all ape over it. As a matter of fact, uh, now that you think about it, Obamacare got its name from its detractors who were trying to uh, de- basically delegitimize uh, what was called the Affordable Care Act. And to delegitimize it, they called it Obamacare because they thought that would win them coup points amongst their base, which to some degree it did. To some degree it did. Uh, because, well, the hard part or the disenfranchising part was that there, I don't. I, mm. I was trying to. That's the other part about this idea of policy that is very interesting because the politics of it becomes so confusing because now you're trying to navigate through what the actual intentions were. Now, some would argue that Republicans have no intentions, (laughs) they have no goals, they have no metrics, they have no baseline, just give me them tax cuts and that's it. But what was the actual purpose behind Obamacare? And I'm not really focusing on that, but I do want to make a point because that is what I believe, to me, stemmed or spawned this idea that we're working in now, this this class or this uh, degree program, if you will, called uh, life, this are looking at introduction to policy because most folks did not understand that Obamacare was the same thing as the Affordable Care Act. And so there were people who were going out to the polls who were hell bent on getting rid of Obamacare. You must get rid of that. We don't want that Obamacare. That damn Obamacare. Get rid of Obamacare. And then they voted for it for the people who would repeal and replace. Only to realize they just shot their health insurance down the drain, because, again, most of them did not know. That there was a difference between, or there was no difference, should I say, between Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. I said, that to say this, this thing called Bidenomics, some are arguing that it is the, and that it is the, uh, the arch enemy of Reaganomics. Now we're looking at a generation who are maybe mid to late eighties babies, those who are before that, this generation, I was thinking, I think it's safe to say for the most part, have no idea what Reaganomics was. And even more, or maybe 5% less, probably know what Bidenomics is. So what we're gonna do is we're going to break down both Reaganomics and then we're gonna break down Bidenomics. We're gonna go back to the eighties and we're going to literally dissect Reaganomics. And then we're gonna come to the 2023 era and we're going to dissect Bidenomics and then we're going to conclude with what the similarities are, what the differences are, how is this as they are portraying it, how is it the uh, arch enemy of each other? And then maybe there are some points that are inside of both of these that are both bad and both good for a current culture. What we hope at the end of this is that you look at your current situation and then you discover how either Reaganomics help to either better your life or your family's life, which will probably give us or need us or lead us to maybe go and sit down with grandmama and and ask it about some of these things because she probably didn't know or or grandpa. Did he know? How did these ideas and ideals, how did they how did they how did it affect their family? How did it affect their way of life? How did it affect their their bottom line? And then look at how the policies of Joe Biden and Bidenomics, what is it going to do to you and your family in the next five to 10 years? That I think I think that'll take us clearly into Christmas. And you say, It's going to take that long to break down them two things. Here's the fundamental truth about policy. Policy takes a long time to write. And it takes even longer to implement. And so when Joe Biden said, it's working, it's working. And you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's because it takes a long time to implement. And then there's a lot of details that have to be moved. So laws just don't snap in this two seconds. That's that media stuff that you're watching where where you think a whole law can be explained and implemented inside of a 30 second to a two minute clip. No, 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 my friends. You, you can go through college courses and not cover the entire... They can actually do a college course on Reaganomics and Bidenomics. And it'll probably take you all year. Not not all semester, all year to go through all the details. So that's what we're going to attempt to do. Beginning on Monday, excuse me, Wednesday, this is Monday. If you're listening to this when it's released. Beginning on Wednesday, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find... Uh, the week, we're going to start at Wikipedia and we're going to go through and analyze everything Wikipedia has to say about Reaganomics. That's where we're going to start. So go to Wikipedia, type in Reaganomics and then just read it all. That's where we're going to start on Wednesday. All right. And then on Friday, we're going to go through and we're going to look at everything that we can find on Bidenomics. And then after we understand what the two pieces have, then we're going to come back starting on Monday and we're going to dissect the shite out of Reaganomics. And even, and after we dice, and when I say by dissecting, that means we're going to break down even the subsections of it. Like some of these laws might be a thousand pages. Think about that. That's a lot of shite, as some would say. So that's what we're going to do on Wednesday. We're going to find out everything Wikipedia has to offer on Reaganomics. And then Friday on Bidenomics. And then we're going to begin on next Monday with the dissection. Bring your carving knife and look at it like it's kermit the frog i might have just ruined somebody's childhood oh well Whew, yeah that 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 mm, that right there yep childhood ruin i'm so very sorry all right i'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave it at that because that was that was bad <laughs> final act at least for today uh, takes an old adage that most of us probably have heard and if you like me you definitely don't know who said it this old idea or ideal that those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it the thing that i can tell you and most folks who might take a, a moment to listen to this probably uh, either were brushed through certain historical subjects or they really have no understanding of basic history. Because it's so much of it, the reality of it is, um, it's almost impossible to really and truly understand and to truly appreciate unless you become a, a connoisseur of it. a a aficionado of it an enthusiast so what we're going to do is we're going to take some time on mondays and wednesdays to interpret the american past to try to make sense of it we're going to take moments in time we're going to break them down piece by piece inch by inch and try to understand just what it is about these moments that uh, make the American story what it is. We're gonna begin with uh, a familiar, well, a family dynasty. We're gonna look at, because if you think about it, November, this November will mark year number 60 since the third, dare I say, presidential assassination. The first was uh, Martin Van Buren, was he the first one who was assassinated? The second was Abraham Lincoln, and the third was John F. Kennedy. And the funny thing is that it is about uh, 60 years between the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and now, and then it's about a hundred and sixty, should I say, if we add it up? Uh, yeah, between the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and now. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to break apart the life of John F. Kennedy. We're also going to add in his brother, Robert Kennedy. We're going to break those two ideas and ideals down. And then we're going to go and we're going to look at the life of Abraham Lincoln. We're going to talk about his moment with the Civil War. We're going to talk about the Emancipation Proclamation. We're going to talk about him and the Negro. All of those things are going to come into play when we think about uh, this moment in the past, because I believe if you really wanna talk about the black struggle, if you really and truly want to interpret the past from a black view, then those are the three. Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, and Abraham Lincoln are the three political figures in American in the American story that are closely aligned with anything dealing with black history. So here is what's going to happen come Wednesday. We're going to spend, but well, first of all, let me explain what we're going to do. We talked about what we're going to say, and let me tell you how we're going to study it. The majority of our course material, if you will, is already on the internet. What we're going to do is we're going to comb the internet for minute details, paper clippings, if you will. Everything that the Google has to offer, we are going to dissect it from watching videos to uh, meaning YouTube, documentaries that are out there, Any type of writings, Wikipedia, uh, blogs, anything that possibly makes sense. And then we're going to comb through those things and then we're going to see because, you know, there's a lot of things out there that may or may not make sense. And here's the thing that I'm that I have come to understand. I think you're going to appreciate. When you look at whether it's books, whether it's blogs, whether it's YouTube videos, newspaper clippings, whatever you're going to find. Everything is subjective. And so the joy or the fun, should I say, of this project is going to be to try to navigate through the fluff of it. The biases It's all. So we're looking at a person's opinion here. That's going to be the fun. What what you would do in, in school, at least when I was in there, is they would get you a textbook. And that textbook would feature this stuff. And and you would look at it like it was just the biggest piece of objectivity in the world. We're going to do the opposite of that. You're going to know that we're talking about biased things. You're going to know that we're going to talk about people's personal perspectives. You're going to know that it's going to be slanted all to hell. And we're going to do all of that because what would make sense is to really see the world through the eyes of everybody. Everybody, Lottie, Dottie and everybody. And I think we'll get a, as I said, a great, a great outlook into what was going through, not only the mind of the persons in question, but the people that those persons affected the most, whether it positively or negatively. Like for instance, who killed Robert Kennedy? I was fascinated to appreciate who the person was that murdered him and why. I don't think I ever really, I know he was murdered, but I didn't know why and I didn't know by whom. It was almost like it it really didn't matter. We knew that uh, James Earl Ray murdered Dr. King and we knew that Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, murdered John F. Kennedy. But why? Nah, no clue. And so we're going to look at all that. We also know that uh, Mr. Booth murdered uh, uh, Mr. Lincoln. I don't know why we talked about Dr. King, I guess just because it was apparent of who his assailant was. We we really, I don't know if we'll get much of him included. I mean, do we really need to know too much. Uh, well, I guess there are some details about him that may be out there that, uh, you know, pass by, I have a dream and all that stuff. There's, there's, there's some stuff that's out there that, that we may not know. So we're going we're gonna to look at those things. So let me tell you what's going to happen. We're going to take some time in history. Uh, two days, Monday and Wednesday is when we're going to uh, going to uh, dissect, if you please, Monday, Wednesday. Friday, I guess we'll look at that somewhere in there. We might, we might analyze how we can do that. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at each one of these inside of a college hour. So it's research is discovery. It's explanation of same. And we're going to do that all inside of this particular hour. Now, Is it going to take us about 50 minutes to have these discussions? Probably not. Because, again, we're going to take time to uh, begin on a subject matter, whether it's a blog or reading material or whatever. And then we're going to take time to dissect it, to look through it, to get out things that that matter to us. And then we're going to uh, discuss what those things are. So you're talking somewhere about 20, 15 to 20 minutes for each particular subject, especially the ones that deal more so in a, uh, in a, in a fashion like this. Um, then when we get to history. History is going to take us about, I, about I 15 to really comb through. And What we're going to do in that time is we're going to really go deep, deep into it because history is probably the hardest of all the subject matters. And the reason why I believe history is the hardest of all the subject matters is because it's just so convoluted. It's so many complexities to it that if you really just speed on through it, you're going to miss some stuff. And we, we already know that we're going to miss some things, but we we want to try to figure out how to minimize, at least for me, those missings. So we're going to take some time. So here's how it's going to look. You say, "Well, how do we really get involved in this? How do we, how are we going to do this together? Because you know we're kind of virtual. So how does this work?" Okay, I'm going to tell you. Don't worry. So every day, Monday through. Friday it's going to be a little time situation that's going on here uh if you follow me on the gram hey it's edb on the gram it's going to break down at from eight at eight o'clock it's also going to break down at whatever time that we have set that stuff's going to be put out on the instagram and at those times it's going to have a post out there that is going to literally dissect everything that we are going to discuss that particular day and where to find it. You can go to Instagram and click on the story and there's gonna be a link that's gonna say, this is where we're going, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna figure out how we're gonna put that stuff out there for you to do, but it's gonna be on Instagram. Then between the time period, it's gonna tell you how long we're gonna have, between 8 and 8.50, between 10 and 10.50 or between uh, 3 and 4.15, how much time we're going to spend on this particular subject matter. And then by the end of the day, by about 5, 5.30, somewhere in there, the day's findings are going to get released. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's how it's going to go. Uh, If there's anything that we do after 4 p.m., it will get released with the next day's conversation. Uh, Sometimes there are things that we're going to do down the road. There's going to be like nighttime stuff that's going to either get released with the next day's conversation or that's going to get released in some cases via a vlog on YouTube because we're gonna do some some physical activities and we'll talk about that down the road. But for the most part, it's probably going to be about an hour to an hour and 20 minutes somewhere of content a day. That's gonna get through about two to three subjects every day that we're going to analyze so kind of carve that out of your life now what do you get from this whole experiment do you get college credit no you don't get college credit do you get the experience or the the feeling of realizing that you know something special well that's 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 part of it What I also think you're going to get from it is you're going to see the world a lot clearer than I believe you're seeing it right now. And that is probably the best um, moment of wokeness, if you please, that there ever could be. So I look forward. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. I'm excited about getting into these subjects now. Some of these subjects I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to get into, uh, they, they, they can be very tangent driven for me. History can be very tangent driven. So please, I, I warn you of that in advance. Oh, I can go off on a serious tangent when you talk about history. Um, the same thing with policy. I can go off on a serious tangent when we're talking about policy and in literature so Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays can be seriously tangent-driven, right? So we're going to look at that. Um, are we going to do everything? We're I, I'm I'm we're still trying to hammer out where we're comfortable schedule-wise. So there's some things that may get added here in a minute. We still got a a, a good week, I think, before. We will say, okay, this is where we're going to stay. Let's just park the brakes here. Uh, So some things may get moved around and between now and Wednesday, we may have some different conversations. There may, there may be some stuff added at the end. we're going to think about that. But after that, after this coming Wednesday, we're going to be, we're going to settle in between now and December eight. We're just going to park the brakes. And we're going to look at some things, all right? So we're going to talk about again. We're going to talk about the Kennedys, the two major brothers that are out there, and then maybe we might even dabble into a little bit of Edward, because you know he kind of found himself uh, hiding out in in the rocks because, well, number one, he survived. He was the only one that survived, and and had a full successful life and so you know that might be a thing too so and then we're going to look at lincoln i told you that so those three things we're going to study and, and our theme for these just to make sure we're, we're on we're in agreement our theme for these is understanding and interpreting the american past the america the black american past is where we're going to begin in this train of thought through the interpreting of these three key players, Lincoln, Robert, and John F. Kennedy. All right. <sighs> well, I think that's a, a good way to park it for right now. And uh, yeah, let's get ready to get out your hair. I think, I think we can do that. As, as I wonder if that dude, I was thinking about somebody that was on the internet who used to end his videos. Like, I think we can, I don't even remember what he said now. Just went out my brain. Oh. I'm not supposed to be a professor I'm not but some people say saying they am Okay yeah. And my friends With that it's a uh, Yeah Let's go ahead and put the keybosh On this for today And we'll do that By uh, well let me appreciate you That's what I want to do. On behalf of the platform, which you've chosen to to spend some time with me, it is so awesome sauce of you to do so. And ask that you do whatever is required to make certain that you get these pieces of business each and every time they're released to the Internet. Like I said, this is something you don't want to miss. This is non no one to miss action. Mm, All you geeks out there. Yeah. I thank you, as I said, on the path of the platform. I also thank you because you care for your friends and your family. And the reason why I know you care is because you share. You share this with everybody you know. And then finally, you pray. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations, especially the uncivilized ones, because they don't understand what they're doing. They really don't. Father, forgive them. I don't know, they dare Mm hmm. All right, we'll do this again. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters.